Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm Ollie. Because I nearly said Mr. Davis then. It's like muscle memory in my mouth. Tyler of your sex tape. And I'm joined by a lukewarm Luke Owen. Hello, Swap Nation. And a hello to you, Mr. Da- no, to Ollie Davis. Yeah, How are the devil are you? God, now I've got muscle memory in my mouth. Yeah, speaking of muscles. Um, I got the jab on Sunday. How did you find it? Vaccinated. Number one. Uh, yeah, I just keep th- I think I should be better with needles by now after having two intense rounds in my head, probably a hundred cumulative injections there. And uh, went along 10 a.m. Sunday morning in a supermarket. So not a supermarket. It was in Westfield, you know. Oh, the yeah. large shopping centre near our work. And it was, oh, I was walking around the all the little booths that they've got set up with a big grin on my face. I was like, this is like immersive theatre for the apocalypse. It's like I'm in secret cinema and secret mm. cinema are doing the end of the world. Uh, so that was fun. But then I sat down, started to crap my pants and they had to distract me. And then they did the injection. And everyone has told me it did not hurt. It, and, I you didn't know, feel I should, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're one of the people. I should probably say I should partake in the big lie to encourage people <laughs> to go and get their vaccinations. It doesn't hurt. I'm not even sure I had it. It was so, you know, unobtrusive. No, it went in. I felt it more than a scratch. And then my whole arm spasmed. And that was really painful. I honestly, so I am, um, you know, as a uh, a social media influencer, one might say, I mm. thought it was my kind of like, uh, not not so much a civic duty, but I thought I should at least, you know, say, 
hey, everyone, go get your vaccination done, because I think it's a very, very important thing to, to be said. And, and you know, someone, if I've got a bit of a following on Twitter, it's good for me to put that out there. I thought it would be a good thing to do. So I went to get my phone out to take a photo of me getting it done, because I thought, well, this is a good thing to do. I'm being a good person here, I'm being a responsible person with my platform to tell people to go and get their vaccination. Before I'd even got the camera loaded up, she was like, and you're done. And I was like, what? Well, I didn't even get I didn't even get my camera ready. So I had to take my photo when I was in the sort of 15 minute bit when you have to sit around and wait. And I was like, this is less good now. Did you tell them who you were? <laughs> no, I did not. tell. Did them. you not I mean, say they, they, I'm, they ask? <laughs> I'm I'm YouTube's own Luke Owen. Book me on Cameo. Yeah. Did did nobody recognize you from Cameo? Uh, nope, no, no one recognized I'm me shocked. from Cameo. I, well, I was as well, too. And if yours was like immersive um, cinema experience of post-apocalyptic, mine, mine was done at a village hall. So mine felt mm. like an Amdram production of the cinematic experience that you went to. The Dance Army style of vaccination. It was, yeah, it was very, very quaint. It was very lovely because it was just in a sort of big village hall. There was actually a stage behind where they would do plays and stuff. Um, so it was quite, it was, it was very nice. Um, and I just went in there, didn't even feel it go in whatsoever. And then I sat down for 15 minutes, drove home and I had a dead arm. Later in the evening, yeah. I had a bit of a dead arm. And then I woke up the following day and had a real dead arm. But that was that was the only thing I had. That was all of the um, uh, reactions to it I had. Yeah, I didn't have any of the sort of flu-like symptoms that people have been suffering with. But yeah, I got the I got the dead arm. So you know, guys, if you haven't had it done yet, and you're alone, you know, like you live alone, and you've got accustomed to a certain kind of lockdown hobby, you what you want that in your left. I was going to say, you want, they, you want the injection on the left side. They do ask, which arm do you want in? And I, I and in, instantly, because I'm kind of like, I don't want to brag him, a bit ambidextrous. Uh, and when I'm not really, I'm not really ambidextrous. Hey guys, guys, guys. Uh, <laughs> you choose. Surprise me. I'm not really ambidextrous. I'm just weird because my right is my dominant arm. But because my dad's left handed and the way we were sat around a dinner table, I effectively learned to eat with with my left hand being my dominant hand because I didn't want to like my otherwise my dad and I would just bump elbows and stuff. So me and my dad eat as if I as if we're both left handed. So my left hand is sometimes my dominant hand, but my right hand, I think, is definitely one. So then she asked me, like, what's your dominant arm? And I first went, it's this. Uh, I It's first one. It's this one holding up my left hand. And then I was like, no, 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 actually, no. That's the one I want you to do it into. Do it into my do it mm, into my left arm because I, I want confusing. my right hand. It was very confusing. Yeah. So um uh, that that is the most Andy Datsun I've ever felt on a podcast there, where I was just like, I don't want to brag. I was gonna say it felt Andy Datsun. <laughs> I uh my I know someone. I won't say who they are, actually. I nearly did. Um, <laughs> who got their who got their injection, their vaccination in one arm, and then because they are an older person, they went for their second vaccination recently, and not thinking, they just rolled up their right arm sleeve, even though the first injection was on the left-hand side, and she got it done in her right arm. Just didn't even think. She's like, oh, what? they ask you, why did I just roll up my right sleeve? That's silly. Anyway, she tells her rather, you know, 
uh, sort of hypochondriac daughter about this. And her daughter's convinced she's not fully vaccinated. Oh, because it was in a different arm. <laughs> and I'm like, look, that sounds like it's fine. But I don't know enough about science <laughs> to fully sign off on that. Does well, it have I, to I be would, in the same arm? I mean, I would say that, like, it, you, your arm's not vaccinated, is it? Like, your whole body is vaccinated. Isn't it? Just your so arm, my, arm your can, arm is just... my arm can catch COVID. Well, no, I mean, like, it's not just your arm, is it? It's not mm. like you have to get, like, your, the, the vaccination in all of your body limbs for you to be vaccinated. <laughs> so that you just you just described my worst nightmare. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're going to have to get injections in every limb. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, so I, I would imagine it's fine. I, yeah. I, I think it's fine. Yeah, yeah I, I would say it's fine. I'd say so. Um, <clears throat> Indeed, yeah. When's your next one? When's your, your second? Oh, it's like August or something. And I, I was all like, woohoo! Right, you know, because by this Friday, apparently it takes a week to kick in. I can I can go to the gym again, which is something I could, you know, I could have realistically gone two months ago. I've just been lazy. But I thought, you know, now I'm going to do it. I'll be 70% protected, the studies say. And uh, now they're like, oh, but did you know the Delta edition's coming out? And this does nothing up to that. So I'm like, oh, great. I finally get vaccinated. And there's a new COVID. Yeah. It's like when you buy a new TV and then like a month later, a newer TV comes out that's got like more bells and whistles on it. Oh, that sounds like uh, an anecdote close to your heart. Oh, oh no. <laughs> no, not at all. Did, it was of the all the anecdotes you could have chosen. You chose the thing phone. that you bought recently. I could have said phone because I'm a guy who's bought the same phone like year on year. Mm -hmm. I basically just buy the updated, the, the the yearly model of the same phone. It's like it's like what they always say. You go for the uh, you know the Fui three thousand graft hair transplant, and then the month later, you they, they come out with a five thousand grafter. Well, I mean, I thought about this when we were doing Quizlemania. We were talking about Manscaped. And I've got the man's. I've got the the um, lawnmower three thousand, like the three thousand. And then Sean said to us, "Like, oh, do you know the four thousands coming?" And I was like, "Oh, but yeah. what? I've only got the three. Surely now I need to get the four. I need to upgrade it." Well, look, we must say this. This is not a. This sounds like a paid for bit. <laughs> it sounds like you've just that. That was such a <laughs> contrived transition. People are going <laughs> to think. We are sponsored, obviously. I mean, I'm, I'm, the, the Manscaped is going to be in this episode. It's going to be in the. <laughs> oh, it is. It oh, is, that's yeah. good. That's good. Uh, but uh, the, yeah, I've said. I, I was going to say genuinely, I've seen the 4.0, a wireless charging. Oh yes, please. Oh lovely stuff but anyway uh let's get into the show itself because what a hot topic of debate we are going to have <sighs> was that the worst ending to raw ever here is the show was that the worst ending to a Monday Night Raw ever. The reason we're saying ending is because I actually thought the show beforehand was was pretty good, particularly the RK Bro stuff and the Kofi Kingston stuff. We'll get onto that later. 
Um, I'm Mr. I'm not Mr. Davis. I'm Ollie. I'm joined by Lukewarm Luke Owen. Of course, if you haven't already, please give this channel a subscribe. Wrestle Talk Podcast. That's where all your long form Wrestle Talk Podcast wrestling discussion happens. And, uh, you know, the thumbs up button too. And get in your uh, ultra chats. Is that what they're called? That is what they're called. told off for never calling them ultra chats. Oh, Getting your ultra chance. Me, that makes me want to get it wrong even more. Now that we've been told off about mm. getting it wrong, I feel like I now want to get it wrong on purpose because I know that there are certain members of our moderating team that will get annoyed by that. Yeah, so get in your really good chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll answer all of them before the end of the show. Uh, but yes, our opening discussion point here is the ending for last night's episode of Raw, which was Shayna Baszler going to Bliss's playground segment. Literally just spat on my screen there. I don't know if it came across. This visceral vile. Uh, and it was so bad, it made me go back on a show that I, I thought, eh. I mean, the women's division stuff is terrible at the moment. There's a load of nonsense, but I can cling to the RK Bro stuff and Kofi. Maybe this is an okay episode. And then the main event happened. I was like, no, no, this is terrible. But you know what Luke Owen said? Look, this is Luke <laughs> Owen at the start of the day today when we're trying to figure out what we should call this episode. You know, and typically we look at what's performed well on the WWE channel, which clips... So we're like, okay, people are talking about those bits. And uh, Luke goes, here's, here's his suggestions here. <laughs> what next for Alexa Bliss and Lily? Okay, you know, that's that's kind of... Shayna Baszler, haunted by Bliss and Lily. That's quite, you know, literal. That's what happened at the end. Or shock, in capitals, WWE Raw not totally terrible. Yeah. And the, the, I mean, the, I mean, what did I comment <laughs> underneath? And, and you replied underneath, are you serious about not totally terrible? Yes. So was this oh. really that bad? That's Sean, mate. I just put up the right banner. <laughs> you changed. I don't know if you can hear. Can you hear? I've, uh, I've enabled Alexa playing some electro beat music. Hmm. Alexa, stop. <laughs> Look, so defend yourself. Is this really that bad? Like, she's been doing this spooky nonsense since December. Like, is this as bad as Randy Orton coughing up black goo? Is this as bad as Reginald being blinded? Is this as bad as her beating Asuka? Is this as bad as all the crap at WrestleMania? Was this as bad as Crispy Fiend, which actually I didn't really think was that bad like this is just it's just another edition of this is a bit goofy and it's a big cartoon but like raw is a big goofy cartoon show so like in in the grand scheme of things like it was just a, another level it was just a different shade of bad so your hot take is that it is definitely bad you just thought it was Nowhere just, near as bad or not. Oh, no, oh, yeah, like, not annoyingly yeah. bad compared to other no. instances. That's it, that's it, yeah, yeah, like I, I didn't end the show being like, oh, God, my in my intelligence has been insulted. My standards, really? for show, my standards for the show are so low that it can't insult my intelligence anymore because I go into it not expecting anything. So 
me going in there and not expecting it to be good by the end of it i was like i literally said to my wife when we were getting into bed last night i don't want to watch this show tomorrow morning i absolutely i had a wonderful time last week not watching raw and i haven't watched it and i was like and I, I got i sat in bed and i was like oh i'm not looking forward to get up and watching raw in the morning so i got up this morning and i was like yeah go on put on raw watching raw taking my notes three hours later the show ended and i was like yeah well there you go that was another edition of raw you're making it sound like I get up every morning like, what do do? Can't wait for this episode of Raw. It's been on cracking form as of late. No, I I went in at the exact same mindset. But actually, I was talking to uh, Alex McCarthy earlier, and I was telling him, <clears throat> there is a little bit of hope every morning I wake up on a Tuesday. <laughs> because I'm like, I'm like, I know WWE are going to do a good episode. I know Raw is going to do a good episode, one good episode, at least this year. And it's going to blow all our minds. And I'm always like, is this the Tuesday morning where I get to yeah. see it? So mm. there is, I guess there is a bit of, I think it's because you had a week off. And oh, this, yeah. helped, this, is a, this is a known phenomena on this channel. If you take a week off from watching Raw, you come back with a, a slightly detached, rosier view on things. I don't think this is as bad as Brooke and Rose walking out of the tag match on the Raw after Mania. Come I also, on. No, I also really. Don't, I don't, it was not that bad because like, okay, so this, this, if you haven't seen the episode, what happened was Bliss uh, has her playground and Shayna Baszler goes out there. Shayna Baszler's like, I'm not going to apologize to this puppet because it's just a puppet. And Alexa Bliss is like, oh, spooky. It's a ba-doo-ba-doo. And then she gets out of the ring and Shayna Baszler stomps on Lily. And then Alexa Shout Bliss goes for the, the excellent thumbnail uh, image there. Yeah, exactly. So she stamps on Lily. And then Alexa Bliss goes from the, oh, no, don't do it, do it, do to like, oh, you done it now. You done effed up. And Shayna Baszler's walking to the back being like, I stood on a doll. What What of it? And no, she, she wasn't. She was, it's that she stood on, on the doll. Hold on. The light on. started to flicker yeah, and she exactly. ran away. And she starts to walk away, right? Being like, ah, oh, well, you know, I just stood on a doll. What of it? Away. Then, hold on. Hold on. Important distinction. Hold on. Then fire starts coming up. Then she runs away. So the fire is actually like, uh-oh, maybe I did F up. And then she's running to the back, telling herself, it's just a doll. It's just a doll. And there's, I think, conservatively 15,000 cameras that have been set up to capture mm. all of this with 30,000 cuts. At least. And she's, she's running through the backstage area. Stuff nearly falls onto her. And then she finally escapes into this locker room that's got a, like an, an old school like latch on it. Like, and then she like so she puts the latch onto it, and then she turns around and she looks into a mirror, and she sees Lily behind her, and then she turns around, but Lily's not there, and then she turns around again, and she sees Lily in the camera, uh, in the mirror rather. So she kicks the mirror and it shatters, and then all of the lights go out. Shayna Baszler screams, and the show ends. And at the end of that, I was like. I mean, it was it, at least the characters know what, who they are. Like, you know, Alexa Bliss is a, a, a haunted. So it's it's a bad movie. I've seen worse movies. I've made worse movies. It was just a bad movie ending to a bad show, and I wouldn't have expected it to be any better than it was. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yes. 
you, you are right. It's a very bad movie. I think we're we're in agreement on that. Yes. I don't know why you're not angry about <laughs> a bad movie. Because I've been like, watching this movie since December, and I don't care. I think this is worse. Okay, and I'll tell you why. So first off, this is Shayna Baszler. And I know we knew this was coming. We've been saying Baszler's going to have, you know, going to get beaten up by a puppet or wrestle a puppet for, for about a month now. So that is not surprising. But that still in no way prepares me for it happening. Also, the commentators are saying, oh, watch out, Shayna. Because they can see the puppet too. So like, okay, what is what is like the, the the structure of reality here? What's real? What's supernatural? What's hallucination? There's also two of the worst ever, most mocked WCW angles: the Chucky and Rick Steiner angle and the Ultimate Warrior Hulk Hogan one, where Hulk sees Ultimate Warrior in the mirror. I watched that back again today, and it is goddamn hilarious. <laughs> I laughed so my ass off at it. Hulk's acting is fantastic. Uh, the commentary team seeing it, and Bischoff saying, like, what's not going on it. here? Ultimate Warrior, not sitting there like a reflection. He's sitting there like the fortune teller robot in Tom, like Tom Hanks is big. Big, yeah. Perfect. Love all that. But there's a difference. I can. This is week to week, and we're living through it. If we if we were adults and we watched that in real time that week, terrible, Ter like it would have been awful. But now we can see it with a detachment of irony throughout the years. And yes, at the end of the day, it's Shayna freaking Baszler. Just so terrible production. It's the main event of the show. This is a mid card angle at best. But. And we haven't even gotten on. Oh, no, stop oh, it. No, 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 no. Hold on. They there was think a contract is... signing on this show for the WWE yeah, and, Championship. And it was, it was well good. boring. It was it so boring. Good. So but... boring. At least there's something to say about this. And this has been the main event. Like, this is the main event story of the show. Alexa Bliss has been the main event of the show since she became this character. Multiple shows have ended with her. She is the main event. I feel like all your points are like, yeah, but this is the this is the bad stuff they've been doing for ages. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm sick and I'm mad and I won't stand for it anymore. I thought, look, you how much better? How much better would it be if Shayna Baszler was, you know, sucked into the mirrorverse or whatever happened with her and Lily when it cut to black? And then it just cuts to Corey Graves and Jimmy Smith and Byron Saxton going. <sighs> So up next, we've got Cedric Alexander versus <laughs> Jeff Hardy. Have awesome. <laughs> I am so. Uh, sorry, I the bigger point. The oh, bigger point yeah. is that this is this really like I don't know why it got to me more this week than any other week. Why the why? God damn it! Does Alexa have this gimmick? Like what? What? There was a video oh, yeah. promo that played earlier in the night. That's like, here is Bliss. Here is her and Lily. Not one single shot or mention of the fiend. And I'm like, this is that. Th th that's not what the fans want. That's not fair on Bray to completely write him out of the like the creative process of this. It's just, I, I hate it. I want the fiend when, back. Do you remember when Brian got massively over with the yes chance? And WWE were like, nah, well, Brian's not over. The yes chant is over. We can just put the yes chant yeah. onto anyone. Like, so they gave it to Big Show for a bit. They gave it to Stephanie McMahon of all people being like, yeah, Stephanie can do the yes chant because that's the thing that's over. I think that they're like, Bray's not over. 
but like his sort of like the the playground and all of that stuff is over so we can just transplant that onto alexa and that's fine now because we like her and she is someone who sells tickets and and whatnot and she draws in youtube views so she is just she's the fiends now and i've been saying this since the since wrestlemania because they literally cut promos about this where Alexa was like, I'm done with the Fiends now. And the Fiend cut a promo being like, I'm done with Bliss now. And Randy cut a promo being like, done with both of them now. We're just all moving on with our lives because they never had a plan for what happened after WrestleMania. And we're just making this crap up week to week. And this is just another addition. Like I, I thought Bliss was going to win the tag belts with a puppet. And I said on this They're show, all you, I said, you may as well, because it doesn't matter. The tag belts mean nothing, so it doesn't matter. May as well put it onto a doll. And we had a, a Patreon mailbag question uh, from a, an admitted massive Alexa Bliss mark. And they said, you're missing the bigger picture here. This isn't about uh, Bliss and the puppet winning the tag titles. This is actually a way for us to get badass Shayna Baszler because Lily is going to take over Shayna Baszler. And that is how we get MMA fighter Shayna Baszler back. And I said, I'm pretty sure this is a direct quote, that's worse. Because that means that WWE looked at Shayna Baszler and was like, don't know how to make her a convincing badass. I guess what we need is a voodoo doll that can possess her. Yeah, there's a it's it's quite a contrived way to get to something you already had. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, this is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode of the WrestleTalk podcast is brought to you by the good folk over at Manscaped.com. One of the most painful things in life for us blokey blokes is pulling a hair out of our nose with tweezers. No joke, I did it the other night while watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer, though I did it with my fingers because I'm a man and... I really wish I hadn't because it really hurt. And then I felt sad and I was unable to enjoy Willow's traumatic journey to becoming Dark Willow. Oh God, you're an idiot. I am? Because you should have used Manscaped's Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Trimmer. A trimmer they've spent over a year developing, reinventing the traditional nose trimmer into something way more effective. A 9000 RPM motor, 360 degree rotary dual blade system, contoured 23 degree angle, water resistant tech and a lithium iron battery that lasts so long I've had mine for six months and have yet to charge it. So start off your 2021 right by upgrading your Manscaped routine to include the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Trimmer and you can get 20% off with free international shipping by using our promo code WTTV at manscaped.com. That's M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com with the promo code WTTV to get 20% off and free international shipping. Thanks, Manscaped, for making me a better man. And thanks for letting me enjoy Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Should we see what people are saying on the oh, Ultra Chats? Uh, we've got a lot of pages already. We've got five pages already. Thank you, everybody, so much. Um, uh, I must say that the Super Chats aren't eligible, right? Yes, that's uh, right. Our producer's yes, telling us we might have accidentally enabled YouTube Super Chats. I don't know how. Yeah, they, 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 should, they should be, be off. off by now. They should be off by now, but somehow they got turned back on. We're not sure how. <clears throat> um, guilty hat, by the way. Uh, if this was midway through the show, I would be going nuts for the rest of the night. But it would have been there you funny. Go. <laughs> uh, so Anthony Velasquez here says, so let me get this straight. WWE takes one of their most legit badass women on the roster in Shayna Baszler and makes her scared of a doll. Sounds about right. Darren she got Lloyd. beat by Reginald last week. Like, it, it, she got beat by Reginald. Why should we be that mad that she's now scared of a puppet? Darren Lloyd, Pete's Lost Intangibles reveal effect was better quality than the flickering lights and Shayna's performance that ended Raw. We haven't spoken about Shayna's performance. I've seen <laughs> some people. I looked on the YouTube clip because I was interested to see people's yeah. reactions, and it's got a it's got a baffling amount of thumbs up, and a lot people of a lot of it. a lot of people. And you know, I don't want to sound too Brexity here with foreign usernames. <laughs> I'm saying like. <laughs> This is really good. And like the, the reason I bring that up is because I, it's just, it's not, it's junk views. It's not views that really matter in, in America, which is where the product is meant to connect. Um, Michael Rivera, 
I know you guys say no whenever everyone said after what a bad Raw this is, WCW in 2000, and normally I would agree, but Raw recently, and specifically this angle, really reminded me of WCW's Hogan Warrior stuff, although not WCW 2000, it's still a terrible segment. Yes. Yeah. We and are my now... And my argument is, it's not the worst thing that Alexa Bliss has done since she started this gimmick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack Nichols, when I was traveling, I once saw a man in Nanjing wipe a pop Pomerarian's ass. He then proceeded to leave the turd in the busy high-end street. With that in mind, this week's Raw was the worst thing I have ever watched. <laughs> Zero stars, the worst show on television. Uh, Nemo Toad, you guys and Fightful are locked into an eternal last man standing match over Raw. Have you seen this? Oh, I made a comment about it last week because Stephen mm. Larson aren't doing a post show. Like, so when Raw finishes, they're not doing a revor- uh, review of it the second that it airs. They're now doing it on a Tuesday. So actually, they're doing their review after we do ours. And their reasoning for it is very sound. If it's a, it's a three hour show that they don't want to watch live because they don't enjoy mm-hmm. watching it. So you watch it on Tuesday, you can skip all the ads, you can skip all the recaps, and you can watch that show in about an hour and 20 minutes. Sean, at, starts watching the show now at 20 past nine and is caught up before the show's even ended. Yeah, it's a, it's a good strategy. But we will be the last men standing. <laughs> Whoever wins, who cares? The main event was wonderfully Russo-esque, uh, dragged a pretty raw, uh, pretty eh raw into the usual depths of post-WrestleMania raw. It's how you leave them, folks. Very true Nemo Toad. Like I said, if this was in the middle of the show, it'd be all, it'd be, this would be an all-time great episode. Uh a D G D G D G D G D Wango says, Oh Shana, I don't even feel invested in NXT stellar women anymore. If they get too over, they get called up for this. I'm not even impressed with how SmackDown has booked them as well. AEW has treated their division better right now. Luke. This company. Uh, Bacon Rasher. Hi, lads. Even Stephen Larson cannot stomach Raw no more. One epic balls up this company has made of their own product. A doll. An actual doll closes the show. Seriously, is Vince smoking too much? Thanks for watching so we don't have to. Jam that jam. Jay Gupti. Are you telling me Vincent Kennedy McMahon signed this segment off? Two years back, he supposedly did not get House of Deletion, and now he signs off on this horse poop. What a week! Luke decides to return to watch Raw. Hope you guys have a better week ahead. I must say, I think that's because House of Deletion was someone else's creation. That's a there Matt Hardy thing that was brought to oh, Vince, yeah. whereas this is very differently Vince going, oh, wow, yeah, The Fiend, let's do this stuff. Because that's if it's not exactly. Vince's idea, yeah, he's not going to like it. Amro, we'll only do a few more of these. We've got tons uh, but we'll get to the rest at the end of the show. Amro, I'm sorry, but I actually kind of loved the bit when Shayna went backstage. At least she got those acting reps in. I've hated <laughs> Lily from the start, though, and also hated the bit in the ring and the bit with the pyro, and also effing hated the RK Bros stuff. Oh, Amro, that is legit the only good thing on this show. Oh, a genetic ghost. How on earth can anyone tear down Kenny Omega and his silly manic cartoon promo delivery and praise WWE? Fat, an actual doll beating an MMA fighter. I'll never understand. Well, genetic ghost, it's because they make comic book stuff, right? That's what Luke said. <laughs> what is That's their argument, isn't it? They make movies. They just make bad movies. 
uh, Zachary T. Robinson. Shayna Baszler is a legit MMA fighter, and it's so sad that she can't have a modicum of control over how she's been booked. At least we uh, we have her dominant NXT run to fall back on, I guess. Primetime Flea Gunner. Hey, Luke and Ollie, Trunk watched Raw again. I bet that's quite fun. Mm. Oh, I, I think I would just fall. I think I just fall asleep. Yeah. Uh, well, apparently not. And whew, this was bad. Shayna pretty much is getting buried, and Alexa is the only fiend, apparently, so Bray doesn't exist. Anyone that complains about AEW booking is ignoring this S-word product. May test what are the chances next week Shayna is fine, and they don't acknowledge or ask what happened when the lights went out. I think pretty slim. Also, happy Ghostbusters Day, Luke. 37th anniversary. Who are you going to call? Well, just quite timely, this arrived for me in the post today. It's Ghostbusters for the Commodore 64 to go with my collection. Up to date as always. And two more. HCB, remember when Bliss and Baszler were two of the best heel champions in WWE? Only positive is at least Baszler was in the main event. <laughs> also, at this point, no one is rooting for Creo or Ricochet in the eventual triple threat. Oh God, no, no one on Raw feels likeable. And nope. finally, Jay Gupti again. The way Luke described the segment looked like the plot of a movie. See no evil 666 return of the zombies on the ringside with a doll capable of starting fire, hurting people and teleportation. Luke, you said it. It's just a doll in a wrestling show, not a movie. It's just it's a, like they make movies. They they, they they they've been saying that for for years now. Hey, Ollie, they're going to be the next Marvel. Like going to be the next Marvel. And with a quality product like this, they are very 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 much like so close to being Marvel when they were nearly going bankrupt in the late 90s and having to sell off all of their licenses. <laughs> Uh, wrestletalk.com forward slash support get all your ultra chats in there or read out every single one of them before the end of the show we've got loads to get through so let's speed through this episode of Raw there'll be a lot less painless a uh, pay lot less painful that way uh, I thought it was going to start good for a moment there there was a <laughs> oh, tag no. team battle royal yeah. and I was like mm -hmm. oh yeah RK bro we're getting an entrance whatever nobody else did I don't care we can start with a match for a change then out came AJ Styles and Amos, and we got a 10-minute promo. I thought this was just going to be AJ and Amos come out and then join commentary. But no, because they didn't give people entrances, AJ Styles had to give everyone an entrance. So AJ Styles has to introduce all of the teams individually. And then that allows Matt Riddle to have a response. And then apropos of nothing, the fucking Miz comes out so he can cut a promo as well. This was awful. And this made the tag... this The tag division of Raw is so lame. Two teams in this tag team battle royal only had a member each. Because Lindsay Dorado was out there on his own because they got rid of Kalisto. And Morrison's out there on his own because Miz is injured. That's how crap their tag division is. When Morrison came out pushing Miz in the wheelchair, which I had which actually did provide a funny moment when the wheelchair <laughs> sort of got away from in, Morrison on the ramp. The that was quite they that played was it funny. in slow mo. Um, I thought, okay, so Morrison's going to get a bit of a run in this. Uh, no, he was eliminated first. 
or, or uh, very no, close no, to. No, Lin- Lince Dorado was out first because um, Johnny uh, sprayed him in the face with oh, the yeah. drip stick. Drip, yeah. he's, he's got a, a super soaker now. That's his new gimmick. I, I hate Johnny Drip Drip, by the way. It is. Mm. I'm get. I'm. If it's heel heat, congratulations. But I, him saying it makes me cringe so much. Yeah. What's it meant to be? Is it meant to be a, a leaky penis? It's meant to make him look like a prick, I think, and it's succeeding. Mm. Um, <laughs> after that, we got Mason T-Bar dominating things for a bit. Who cares, though? Everybody ganged up on them and threw them out. And then we sort of get down. Riddle gets thrown out at one point, And we come, uh, we sort of end up with Kofi Kingston, Randy Orton, and both members of the Viking Raiders. And riddle jumps in the way of uh what was it an essay no trouble in paradise trouble from in paradise, kofi yeah. takes that in front of riddle and randy goes to throw kofi out but then the viking raiders throw out randy viking raiders win so i thought and i'm pleasantly surprised by the uh the result because i thought we were gonna get rk bro effectively this was just a way to get them into the title picture they're a hot act but they're taking their time with that story with the new day letting randy and matt riddle's relationship grow and yeah you can hold that off until SummerSlam. yeah no i agree i i thought when i saw the both um them and the new day in there because they've been feuding i didn't think that they would go with rk bro or the new day so really then it just came down to it doesn't matter which of the other teams wins because they're all at the same level um so pleasantly surprised for viking raiders uh i really like the ending of this actually with um kofi breaking up like viking raiders we're going to do that spot where they body slam each other onto someone else and kofi did his like foot stomp thing on so he mm-hmm. got to take out both of the uh, viking raiders i thought some really nice stuff in this uh, after that, we got AJ Styles and the Moss going up to the Viking Raiders, who were very excited backstage. And the Moss was eating a giant, is it a turkey drumstick? Turkey. You know, Ivar's old gimmick. Yeah. It's going to be a fun feud. It's going to be a fun feud where one of the people in it doesn't wrestle and AJ Styles just gets worked over. Oh yeah, it's it's the it's the heel act where they build to the hot tag, so mm. that you can get the the Omos hot tag in. It's a it's a tall tag. It's yeah, a sorry, tag. Right. he doesn't yeah, move yeah, quick right. enough. <laughs> uh, in between all of that, we got some backstage segments where Charlotte goes up to Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville and is like, "I want that loss uh, against Nikki Cross, stricken from the record," and Rhea Ripley walks in and they're like, "You've now got to be in a." freaking tag match because surely wwe is self-aware of the how will they coexist meme now oh no no i don't think they are and i'll and I tell you for why did you know wwe have currently got a show at the moment where road dog and someone else watch really bad wrestling clips like like it's like god look how silly ra- ra- are they watching raw the and they know they legit watched chucky on um nitro to be like look uh-huh. how dumb this is look how stupid wcw was as a company so unaware that that's what they're doing week to week on raw but this is a company though that did put out that monday night war documentary where like the reason why wcw failed is because they never built any new stars and they were just pushing the same stars over and over again all while they were doing the exact same thing they're totally unaware of what they're doing do you remember when Sonya Deville had a sort of heel relationship thing going on with Charlotte? She brought I, I, her back in? Yeah, I figured because I'd missed a week of TV that I had missed a plot no. point. 
I'm, no. I'm guessing not. No, okay. no, just dropped. They just dropped it then. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Uh, cool. 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 They they just they don't respect me as a viewer. Cool. Nikki is Nikki Cross has to find her own partner for later in the night. I thought it might be Bliss. I thought that might actually be a good way to make this all make sense. It was Asuka. Uh, it's, um, get... it's, it's, it says a lot about Asuka when I didn't think it would be her at all. And I actually forgot mm. that Asuka was on the show. And so Asuka came and I was like, oh, yeah, Asuka. That actually does make a, a, a semblance of sense. I loved Nikki's promo, by the way, where she was like, hey, do you know what? I'm not pretty. I'm actually rubbish. I'm pretty crap in the ring, uh, but I give it my all. Do you know what? It's not about the years. It's not about how much experience you have. And I was like, huh, Wikipedia. Oh, yeah. Nikki Cross has got way more in-ring experience than both Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. Mm -hmm. She's not some rookie that has just shown up out of nowhere. She is a long, she's a former tag team champion. And she's standing there being like, well, I know, but I am a bit crap though, aren't I? And I've, I've, I've only been here for a little bit. And I am crap. But hopefully if I just, if I just try hard enough, I might not be so crap. It's like, you know, when they, they sort of recast characters in sitcoms, like they recast the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air's mum quite famously. And everyone just proceeds like that's always been the case. And fair play, you know, you've got, you've got to work with that. But on Raw, it's like they have the same actors and they just give them completely different characters. And everyone's like, yeah, that's the way it's always been. Yeah, well, so I mean, Reg it's infuriating. Re Reginald's not a sommelier <clears throat> anymore. He's Cirque du Soleil now. Yeah. Uh, after that, we got Elias. He's in the ring. He's got his guitar. He's talking about Jackson Riker, how unhinged he is. You know, that character trait he was only given last week. Uh, pr pretty, pretty uh, overt now that they are doing some form of PTSD slant on Riker's uh, service past because Elias said he could see the ghost of war in him. Uh, Riker attacked him from behind. They had a match. Elias ran away. There's going to be they, at least four more matches between them, I reckon. They um they put they they piped in cheers for Riker now. And I know you were talking about the PTSD thing, and uh, Sean and Denise were talking about it on their Fightful show last week. You and Sean talked about it on last week's show as well. An excellent show you did with Sean, by the way. Um, I don't know if it's a PTSD thing. I think they're just like, no, he's an army guy and army guys are, are baby faces. He's a baby face now because you cannot boo a veteran. So <clears throat> he is, uh, so he's Watch just a baby try. face now. <laughs> oh, and like it is woefully tone deaf mm. of WWE, but like Vince, they, they he loves a veteran and America loves a veteran. So they can put him out there. He can wear the American flag. He can chant USA. The crowd will chant USA along with him. Whether it works in front of live crowds is a different matter, but I think they are going full steam ahead with Jackson Riker is the all-American blue-eyed babyface now. Uh, yeah, it's not. That's definitely not going to work. Has, uh, did he shave his head? Did he have long yes. hair last week? Yeah, yeah, he used to have like quite natty hair, but now he's got a crew yeah. cut again because he's a veteran. I I thought I should probably see if he did, but then I thought I don't care, <laughs> so I didn't. <laughs> Drew McIntyre came out for a contract signing. Sonya Deville and Adam Pearce were out there for no reason. Uh, Bobby didn't come out initially because he's playing up the whole um, VIP partying with my beautiful sisters. Guy's a family man right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He loves he, his sisters. He, he loves them a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Drew takes this 
this chance to tell us about something the Bruce, but yeah, but Mel Gibson, the Bruce. yeah, yeah, uh, you know, Braveheart, whatever, Scottish history, Keats, Burns, <laughs> Burns, and he just, it, you know, what it reminded me of. It was it was whenever Seamus would start to just do these completely random stories of his time back in Ireland. And I used to have a cousin called Shaughnessy and he would do this. It just I love Drew and his delivery was great, but I thought the content was very, very contrived. Yeah, this this segment was well boring. There's a reason mm. why this was not the main event. This was incredibly dull. And Should have been. I, I and I'm not in I love Drew. I really, really love Drew. I think Drew, sorry, I just hit my microphone there. I think Drew is a wonderful talent and an incredible human being and a lovely, lovely man and such a great baby face. But, but the fact that he has basically been in the championship, like the, the championship picture for every single pay-per-view since last year's WrestleMania, save for maybe one or two, has completely turned everyone against him. I'm not saying everyone, like that's that's an overstretch, like an overstretch, mm. but has turned a lot of people against him. And now I just don't think anyone's invested in Drew going for the title again. And then when Drew's like, I want this to be without any interference, I want this to be inside Hell in a Cell. My first thought was, I already thought it was inside Hell in a Cell <laughs> because it's at the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. And then I thought to myself, I was like, Yeah, but Drew, MVP didn't interfere in your match at WrestleMania. He just went, hey, Yo, Drew. Drew. Yo, Drew. Hey, your mom's going hey, out squeak. And Drew was like, what? What did you say? And he distracted himself. A hell mm. in the cell's not going to stop that. So it doesn't really work there either. And this segment was so boring that Drew was like, I need to do something here. Pass me that sword. I'm going to chop a table in half with a sword, which was such a goofy ending to all of this. Yeah. I. Uh, it's It's a sad day when a man slices a table in half with a sword and i'm like it's a bit boring wasn't it <laughs> on a wrestling show so yeah did we mention i god even recapping it i'm bored did, did we mm. mention that that drew can't go for the title if bobby's oh, the champion win. no yeah, yeah that's a thing but well that makes me think then that drew's gonna win so we mm -hmm. can do Bobby versus Drew again at whatever the next pay-per-view is. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I mean, you could be. No, I think I I feel like... I feel like Drew... I just had this sudden pang of anxiety today that Drew is going to lose. He's going to be in a mid-card holding pattern until August. He's going to get drafted to SmackDown. He's going to feud with Roman and lose. And then next year, Drew will just be a Braun Strowman. Not not a Braun Strowman in terms of like, I'm a big guy, but a Braun Strowman in like, oh, so they missed the boat. They had him. He was hot. Yeah. He was on top. Yeah. And now he's, well, we'll, he's never going to get back there. We'll sit there and be like, hey, do you remember when Drew was really over? And, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll talk about it in very reminiscent terms. Although I do think, you know, cause this kind of leads into a segment we get later. Drew could win. And you could do Drew versus Kofi at uh, the next pay-per-view. Uh, money in the bank i think uh, and you can kind of tie that into the mvp thing mm -hmm. uh after that we got ricochet versus Carrillo. seamus came out with the face mask on because he not like a covid face mask although maybe uh no it was uh, because he got his nose busted open hard way by a Carrillo forearm last 
week. I, I like their matches, but maybe they shouldn't wrestle each other because they keep having big injuries, them yeah. two. Uh, but Sheamus is out there to watch Ricochet and Carrillo have a, you know, decent fight. They're, they're very athletic guys. But as soon as it started, I was like, I know how this is going to end. Sheamus yeah. is going to get involved, cause a double DQ. They'll all have a three-way. But you know what? It was worse. Sheamus didn't even get involved despite being on commentary. Ricochet, Carrillo hit Ricochet with a Spanish fly or maybe vice versa off the apron. They land outside. There's a double count out. Sheamus laughs at them both and walks off. This is a terribly built United States title feud. Sheamus had this line, and I feel like I could say this line because they said it on a PG show. So I can get I could do a direct quote at the start here, where Sheamus said, and I quote, How did these two gobshites get this match? And I written in my notes here, that's a great question. Because yeah. You beat both of them several times over, decisively, sometimes not even with your own finish. And the only way they've managed to beat you is with distraction roll-ups. How did they get this match? And then they actually can't beat each other either. So yes, yeah, so if you're shameless, you may as well just laugh and walk away from them both because they are not threats to your title whatsoever. <laughs> um, thankfully, after that, we had my... The, the, the glimmer of hope for me. This was the most exciting thing on the whole show for me. Just like last week, Kofi had this excellent promo before his main event with Drew. So MVP goes to speak to Kofi backstage. Kofi's like, I can do this alone, Woods. Woods walks off. And MVP talks him up like, man, I was there. I was rooting for you for Kofi mania. I cried, all that stuff. But then you just let it peter out. And he sort of blamed Kofi. Like, what were you doing last week, man? You lost to Drew and you shook his hand. Like, that's, it's your fault you're not getting these opportunities. I'm like, man, that's a good point. And then Kofi says, brilliantly passionate promo. Hey, I'm doing this for children around the world. You know, content-wise, very hokey, generic babyface promo. But man, did I believe it. And I'm like, hey, that's, I'm on Kofi's side now. And Kofi finishes it with like, yeah, I, that's what I do it for. What does Bobby do it for? Money. And then MVP just counters with, no, he does it for the prestige of the championship. I'm like, oh my God, I can see both sides. This is a fantastic promo segment. Yeah, and I'm like, my... I know I said earlier you could have like Drew versus Kofi. I'd much rather see Lashley versus Kofi at Money in the Bank. Kofi finally, like he's not finally, but he stands up to MVP and says, no, we're going to do things my way. And we get Kofi going for that title, doing it the right way, maybe. But you, I know you kind of pitching this idea of Kofi turns heel. I think turn, I, I like Kofi turning heel because then you get that Kofi, uh, Xavier Woods beat down that I think would be a killer angle to start it off on. But at the same time, I, I like the idea of Kofi and Woods joining MVP and Bobby Lashley. It's not the Hurt Business we started out with, but put the belts on them too. You've no, got the Hurt Business no, version man. too. The no, relaunch. I don't think you can turn New Day heel. Ah, oh, don't you? They started off no. as heels. They've been baby faces forever. They've got nothing left to accomplish as a baby face act. Woods and Kofi together, particularly, like when they went to Raw and Big E got, went off to do his own thing on SmackDown, I think we all felt the same thing. Oh, it's a step backwards. And that, that's, know, that's what's yeah. happened. It is a massive step backwards, but I don't think turning them heel is going to be the step forward that they need. If anything, I think it'll be a further step backward. 
But what about, okay, so you think just Kofi turn heel? No, I wouldn't have either of them turn heel. <sighs> The whole, story, the, whole, the whole story here is that Kofi, it's it's the two ideals of why you're fighting over the championship. So like Bobby's doing it for the prestige. Kofi's doing it for the kids. So you, now they're going to clash over that title. Kofi, the, the all, everything that is righteous and uh, Bobby, there's everything that's corporate and evil. And they're going to clash over this title at probably money in the bank. Kofi gets corrupted. That's what you want. No, I like my idea. I mean, your idea is um, very good. I just don't think that's what they're going to do. Evolution is coming next Monday, apparently. Believe it when I see it. But yeah, yeah, and and apparently as well, like it, it is. She is going to be. She's going to have some muscle. So the the first yeah. story was she was going to be a manager to someone, and that might still be the case. But she may now be a wrestler, but has some muscle behind her, which could either be, according to reports, Mercedes Martinez or. Uh, Viper from uh, the um, NXT UK, which would be a real surprise, actually. And I'd love to, you know, Viper getting that shot is, is a really, really good step up for her. She's got a different name now, hasn't she? She's Piper. Is she? But she was Viper on the Indies. Yeah. Oh, she got a different name in NXT UK. I think so, yeah. Okay. Hold on. I watch it all the time. Um, yeah. So, and then like it cuts back to Corey Graves oh, and Piper Jimmy Smith and. And they're both like having this tantric experience of, oh my God, I can't believe it. <laughs> She's coming next week. Uh, Ali shouts at Mansoor backstage again. Ali looks awesome in his suit. We get Jeff Hardy taking on Cedric Alexander. They both got inset promos. Jeff Hardy said how this, uh, you know, this, this guy's disrespecting the veterans. Again, like what you said with Nikki Cross, Luke. Uh, Cedric's been on Raw for five years. Yeah. He's been, he's tag team with, actually, and I would argue that he's been involved in the worst ending to Raw in recent memory with the whole mm. Gary Garber. I think that was way worse than what we got here because at least, you know, people didn't act like they won when they lost. Um, I hated this. I hated this so much. Like, Jeff won. Jeff just won. Like, Cedric, like, acted like a goofball and was trying to, like, mock Hardy, and then he lost. What is Cedric's character? I mock legends and then get beaten by them? Is that the character here? Where do you go with that? Um, I Yes, I, I think that probably is the character. I think where you go, and this is WWE's mindset, is next week they have a rematch and Cedric wins by cheating. He thumbs him in the eye, which is what he did to, what, what he did to Sheldon. Yeah, I guess. It's not good. <laughs> yeah. I actually thought I was thinking about this today. I was like, oh, do you know what would be quite nice actually is he could probably go into like a feud with MVP because MVP was around at that same time. And I was like, oh, they were literally in a faction together only a mm. few months ago. And I've already forgotten about it. After that, we got Asuka and Nikki Cross taking on Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. Uh, Rhea and Charlotte were just, you know, not coexisting the entire time. They were constantly hitting each other or like blind tagging each other in uh I, I found i got it it got very tired for me very quickly i don't like the structure of the match where nikki cross is just this thing to be played with and ripley and flair just you know that the match is between them not with cross i think it undermines cross and asuka asuka got the hot tag ran wild but actually it was charlotte who won the match for them hitting a natural selection on ripley and cross and asuka celebrate like that was a big win 
that they accomplished themselves, also making them look crap. Why didn't why weren't they working over Asuka and build to the Nikki Cross hot tag? If like Nikki Cross is your experiment here of maybe trying to get her over, why wasn't Nikki Cross the one to get the hot tag as opposed to Nikki Cross being the one who's just beaten up a hundred percent of the time by Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley, who are so much better than her that they can beat her when they're not even paying attention. And that just it made Nikki Cross look rubbish so rubbish mm. and then as you say yeah and then charlotte essentially has to win the match for asuka because she wouldn't have been able to win it any other way uh, i'm not even sure if she was the one that got the pin did nikki get the pin i honestly don't care actually I don't, I won't, nikki I won't got the pin yeah okay cool um and i was like awesome as well pinning your champion before she has a championship match against charlotte flair that'll get me excited for the pay-per-view idiots this company <laughs> Uh, Mansoor had that match against Drew Gulak was over in a couple of minutes but Mansoor won which was good I guess but I don't really care about uh, the, the storyline poor Drew Gulak is just used for any at someone else's story even if his character doesn't fit it I've got one more I've got, I'll do you one better he is the facilitator of everyone's three week push remember mm. Angel Garza yeah. I mean, Angel Garza wants on TV for a couple of weeks with a new gimmick. Where's he been? Mm -hmm. uh, but then we got something that was very good. It was Riddle versus Kofi. This was set up after the angle in the Battle Royal. Uh, they Orton didn't come out with Riddle at the start, but he did come out eventually to chase off Woods, beat Woods up, you know, the sort of the backdrop onto the announcer's desk. And out of hum a homage, Riddle went to do the draping DDT on Kofi, hit it, but then got cocky. He wanted to do the RKO as well. But Kofi went for him after that and blah, blah, blah. Kofi ended up winning. There was an, an Orton sort of walked off in disgust. But I really, I, I didn't, that, something felt off about the finish. Like I know what they were going for, but I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, this wasn't as good as I thought it should be. And Brian Alvarez put it perfectly, I thought. He was like, the finish should have been. Riddle goes for the RKO but gets hit by the Trouble in Paradise. When what actually happened was Riddle goes for the RKO, they do two minutes more of spots, and then Riddle loses. So the impact of Riddle not, like like Riddle's own attempt to do the RKO was that it didn't, wasn't effectively placed. I, I would disagree with that. Because the story here is like, the, so Riddle does the draping DDT and Randy says, awesome, that was so good. Now finish him off. But Riddle's like, no, bro, I'm going to do your thing. I'm going to do the whole like twisting round and the battering of the thing. And then he goes for the RKO, which Kofi blocks. So then Riddle's like, uh-oh, I now need to do my own move. So he goes to do the bro Derek and, and Kofi escapes that as well, then hits the trouble in paradise for the win. So it was, it was Matt, I, I think Matt getting into his own head of like, I mean, yeah, like Brian's argument sort of works, but I actually think that Matt then trying to do his own move as well only adds even more layers to this because that, that's literally what Randy told him to do. So I, 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 I really, really liked the ending of this mm. match. My only, my big takeaway from this though is how the hell is this brand so short on wrestlers that they are getting people to pull double duty? You have got the biggest roster on the planet. How are you struggling to fill three hours? Yeah, well, like, cause just do this match next week. Oh, was that you or me? Okay, is it? Back. Is it? Uh, me? I think Luke it was me. froze. 
Yeah, but you you weren't gone that long. It was just exactly. uh, it was uh, yeah. Why why do that match this week when that's the perfect kind of match you can set up in the battle royal? We'll pay it off next week. Hey, hey, we've exactly. we've advertised something in advance. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, and then we got the Baszler Bliss finale, which was what it was. Overall, I gave this one out of five. Uh, it could have been a two, almost a three out of five, going by recent standards. But that main event, I thought, was so terrible. I went down to one. Eh, yeah, it was fine. As you know, uh, maybe like, dude, it could very well just be because I took a week off, and like, man, it's good for the soul. Like, just taking a week off from watching this show. I watched you and Sean review it, and like, and that was lovely. But I did, I did not watch the show. I didn't even read a recap of it. I literally just waited until you guys came on air and it was just a, a much, I actually still don't fully know what happened on the show. Um, but <laughs> everyone was very much in agreement with you though. I probably would have given it two out of five, but 60% said it was God one damn. out of five rawful. 20% said two out of five poor. 15% said three out of five av raw. 3% said it was a five out of five show. Wow. One thing, uh, speaking of polls, what can our patrons expect next week, oh. Luke? Well, what won the poll for Wrestle Talk Extra, which is our patron exclusive podcast where we review a classic pay per view? And it usually goes like three to four hours as well because we look at all the news from around the time from the Wrestling Observer and things like that. Holy heckins, King of the Ring 1998 won our poll for the June edition. That's the one with the Undertaker Mankind Hell in a Cell. So, yeah, that'd be really, really exciting to watch. Like, you want to talk about an observer? I'm really excited to reread mm. that. I am super curious to reread. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. You can get that if you go over to Wrestle Talks Patreon, become a pledge hammer today. Uh, that's five dollars a month. We've got loads of other tiers. You can partake in Wrestle League as well at five dollars a month. And if you go all the way up to twenty-five dollars a month, you go into the Wrestle Talk Podcast Hall of Fame. Like these lovely people. Thank you very much, Chris. The Cypriot Sensation Patrol. No one names their kid this anymore. Larry! Luke's favourite fan, the one, the only, the awesome Bubba. Ronald Coleman, baby! The roller coaster, Robert Acosta. The vision, Adonis. The blacksmith. Jason Smith. Ryan B. Bad. The British Bulldog, Philip Boy J. Smith Jr. Do, 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 do. The Rocket Dan Vansky. He's no jackass. Dano. He's a sexy man. Sexy man. Not an Andrew Gross man. Thank you, all of our wonderful pledge hammers. There, please do go over and check out our Patreon page. We've got loads of fun, exclusive content. Uh, if you're still listening, fifty minutes into this raw podcast, it's your kind of thing. 
There's a reason we don't put this at the front of the show. This is the filtering <laughs> mechanism to yeah, yeah. to see who who the real real masochists are for long audio content. Speaking of, we have an enormous uh, Ultra Chats doc here, uh, so we will be as quick as possible with them. Remember, you can still get yours into wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Thank you uh, hugely to everyone who's got them in so far. Charles Berg, my God, even I need to address the absolute joke of a TV show Raw, Raw is. The writing sucks, the characters suck, the matches suck. It's all one big suck. Also, don't worry, I sent a poor review. Also, Ollie. I own three cats. If Raw's ever good, I'll do a claw review. So the Ollie kitties. does love a cat. Ollie love loves a, cat. a kitty cat. Should we have a look at this? Should, should we have a look uh, well, at the, the dog? The, the poor review will be coming later on. Okay. Uh, the Portuguese Mr. Davis. Hey, boys, another terrible Raw. I only like the RK Bro story. The only good thing about this crap show. Feel like Ripley being pinned looks like the Asker treatment. Just a title holder. It's not even a one out of five. It's a 0.5 out of 5 and the final message love you boys love you too Portuguese yeah, Mr you. Davis honestly if I was in WWE I'd never want to win a championship because the second you do is the second you start losing a whole heck of a bunch uh, Luke must ha- Luke must have the Black Adam sorry Luke must have Stockholm Syndrome or something there's no way he shouldn't be as upset as Ollie <laughs> this was bad and my favourite movie is the goddamn happening wow well, now wow. we can't take anything you say seriously, Black Adam. <laughs> there is a boom. There is there is a clear boom in that in that film for like thirty seconds. <laughs> Rangers mayhem. Which is worse, Lillian Baszler or Chucky and Steiner? Side note: Even Amazon is looking for a better period of WWE. I was watching Fightful's Raw review, and my Echo Dot randomly started playing Limp Biscuit when they were talking about the main event. Uh, Chucky and Steiner was so much better. Because it was it was mm. just there to promote a movie. At least it had a purpose. Uh, Misha Sumra, what do people always say? It's how you leave them. Whatever the merits of the rest of the show, if people are going to dunk the whole of AEW Revolution because of one pyro botch, which admittedly ruined the main event, the same applies here. Nate S, shame it gets sucked into the mirrorverse, only to be rescued <laughs> by returning Mojo Rawley, <laughs> who can finally do the mirror gimmick. Excellent callback. Oh yeah, happens. remember Taser face. Mm. Hector Is he Rodriguez. Still he, did he get released? No, I think he got released, but not not in a recent one. Don't worry, that we we see the chat twenty seconds behind everybody. It's gonna tell you very very quickly, Luke, and it's just gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, like when you. One. When you asked for uh, Viper's Viper's name, it was just Piper Niven, Piper Niven. <laughs> Hector Rodriguez, I jumped for joy when Shayna killed Lily because I hate that accursed doll because it gives me Annabelle vibes. Zachary T. Robinson, the whole we make movies argument is such BS. If Vince is no longer committed to making a good entertaining wrestling product, he needs to take a W out of the brand name. So it would just be wrestling world, world entertainment oh right yes 
You're right. Uh, <laughs> friendly reminder, AEW's on Friday. Go watch that instead. That is a, an important reminder because no one's watching it, it seems. Benny Boy 4 not watched WWE in over a week because of work. And wow, I've not missed it after last night's show. Also, why does it still say Mr. Davis on the name bit? Oh, that's awkward. We haven't updated that <sighs> yet. Oh. I'll put this Tyler Woodward. I mean, that says Mr. Davis. Why would he? Why is that better? That's <laughs> significantly more wrong. Tyler Woodward. I watched the raw highlights on YouTube. Holy s word! This was effing bad, even in the highlights. WTF have they done to Rhea, Drew, and Shayna? Shayna is a legit badass in the ring. Send her, Naomi, RK, Bro, and Morrison to SmackDown ASAP. Luke, say it with feeling. This company. Also, I don't think them going to SmackDown is going to help. Xeno Games, most like me, only most like me only now until the crowd returns. Watch the videos. Oh, most like me, only now until the crowd returns. Watch the videos that WWE upload to the YouTube channel to keep up with what Raw, NXT, and SmackDown are doing. I was quite shocked to find out the puppet segment was that ending to Raw not going to bring me back. Some stupid punk. What do you guys think of the inevitable re revelation that Lily has now possessed Shayna? which will then lead to their tag team victory. And then Nia and Reginald have to be the ones to beat them because they have no other tag teams. Shayna and Bliss winning the tag belts is probably better than Bliss winning it. When it actually, no, I think Bliss winning it with a puppet is way better than her winning it with a possessed Shayna Baszler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Zach Zachary T. Robinson, as a way to help you maybe spice up this podcast going forward, how about whenever you give Raw a one out of five rating, <laughs> you have a staring contest, and the winner goes into the next Quizzlemania with an extra point at the start. Your first contest, Luke. <clears throat> oh, no, you actually want to do this? Okay, right? I learned last time that having my eyes shut for a long time dried them out weirdly, so I think a lot of little blinks. Look how beautiful my eyelashes are. You ever notice that? <laughs> oh, no, I've, I've said that to you for, I've said that to you for many okay. years. Okay, okay, okay. Three, two, one, go. You blinked. Oh, no. oh, I did. Oh, my God. It was so instant. Oh. It's tough, though, isn't it? It is hard. I was seeing right into the green bit of the webcam. Ugh. Yeah. The little light tells you alive. That was your first mistake. Uh, you, you, can, uh, you can take over the chats. I will do. Uh, Darren Lloyd, uh, so Rhea, the Raw Women's Champion and number one contender Charlotte, are feuding over Nikki Cross. Um, Matt Short said, do you ever think that Alexa and Lily are on TV over The Fiend for the same reason that Eva effing Marie is returning, i.e. their eye candy? Feels like we're moving swiftly away from the women's revolution. Yeah, I think Vince and Kevin Dunn have always been that way inclined. Gav CW, I only watch... Oh, don't say that because when Dave Meltzer ever says that, he gets shouted at by Twitter. Gav CW, I only watch Raw because I enjoy yours and what cultures review so much. I say watch. I skip through a lot of it and get, get it watched in an hour. Will live fans actively reject this being the only thing that can bring change? 
fans will cheer a lot. WWE will put on a different show. Uh, they'll get crap a week after, but it would all have no, I, I, no, I don't see that happening, unfortunately. I said this to my wife last night, but you know, like my theory is that they're basically in a holding pattern at the moment. They don't want to do anything good because they're waiting until mm-hmm. fans are back. So, like the next month of TV is going to be awful because they don't want they don't act. They're actively not putting on a good product because they don't want to do any good stuff before fans get back. Right? They've now they're now doing a draft. So I think now it's actually going to not get good until the draft happens, and then we can have the big reset. I said this theory to Sean, and he just shouted at me for two minutes, saying <laughs> that there's always an excuse. There's always something yeah. that they're going to, yeah. Zero uh, Zero said, I'd much rather watch <clears throat> Akada versus Tagagi on repeat than watch Raw once. Well, it was a good one. That's not a bad thing, Zero. It's not like you're saying, I'd rather watch um, Shelly Martinez versus Thingy from TNA on repeat. You, li- you literally just said then, I'd rather watch a good match than watch Raw. Um, Matt Shaw, I look forward to Charlotte tapping out Lily Clean at SummerSlam. Tariq Ali, WWE cannot book baby faces in this show alone. Jackson Riker, what a baby face. Nikki Cross and Asuka, Muppets, the celebrator win by infighting. <laughs> Umberto and Ricochet, mock and injured Sheamus. Who even is the face in Shayna and Bliss? Love you guys. Neither of them are. Josh B17, I thought they'd done a pretty good job with Mason T. Bar in the match. Just need to drop the names and the face paint now. Yeah, they did look good, didn't they? I agree. Uh, but the, 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 the Mace's mannerisms are cringy. <laughs> yeah i mean i don't think dropping the names and face paints is going to help much brp entertainment i remember watching impact all the time and aj was the top guy and we all loved him huh, look at him now really <laughs> wish he went to aew as that was the leaked plan and it didn't go to plan that was the plan it was the, meant to be the big debut instead it was jack swagger sarah sullivan my boyfriend just showed me the three uh sane and shana matches oh the three Kyrie sane and shana matches from nxt a few years ago well uh, woke me up to show where the badass girl from the match is now on raw this leaves me with the room vibes <laughs> was cool, though. have a good day um, yeah, no, it is because both of them were being done to be good and they mm. just both came across being bad. Uh, Tyler Woodward, I was so effing bored of Miz and Morrison. Draft Morrison to SmackDown, put him in the icy title picture and have him win the bloody thing. Also, side note, I beat Adam Pearson on the talk wrestling quiz last night. This shows that I should be on Quizzlemania. Book me, Adam. LJ Mickey, since Raw is terrible, I thought I should watch some old black and white classic Hollywood movies. Thinking about Rear Window, not a black and white movie. Any other suggestions? Thanks for the content. Jam that jam. Uh, great. Uh, what's a what's a very good black and white Hollywood movie? Generically, Citizen some like Kane. It. Some like it hot. Great comedy film. Uh, Casablanca is excellent. God, I've only got basic choices. Uh, Latamont. <laughs> by uh, the early 30s French director Jean Vigo. Anything from the French poetic realism <laughs> movement in the 30s and 40s, Marcel Carnet, Jean Renoir, uh, all of those. Do you films. know what Ollie did for his... Uh, was it your masters that you did this in? Yeah. <laughs> Classic 1930s French cinema. French cinema. <laughs> James Hadley says, in regard to Bliss's gimmick, uh, this is the same company that attempted to move the Yes Chance to Big Show. It's completely in the realm of possibility they would just give someone else's gimmick to someone else and do it with no shame. Dean Barretton, I'm not a fan of Kofi, never have been. However, 
least that promo puts some much needed character development and motivation rather than registered tag team. Look at our funny costumes. Our mm. promos make no sense. Trumpet distraction. Uh, Riley Finlayson. Is Gulak like a heel now? Did Garza putting a rose up his ass turn him heel? Why did Mansour <laughs> face Garza who beat Gulak twice? Where is Garza? Is he feuding with the Street Profits again or seducing my mum? What's going on? Seamus cosplaying Rodi Ma as Cody Rhodes? That's a, uh, yeah, that's a nice internal dialogue of like, uh, what is going on right now? That's, that's a, that's an encapsulation of someone trying to rationalize what's happening on Raw, even though it makes no sense. Dean Perezant, they need to go back to Riddle and Randy just having backstage segments. As for me, this copying each other's moveset is getting old fast. Pete Dunn and Riddle didn't need to do this because of the strength of the skits promo. Less is more. I disagree. Sorry, I disagree. I think this is a, a rarely well-paced and told story. And Zachary T. Robertson, did you guys see Mansour had FTF on the side of his boots? Quizzlemania's uh, influence is growing within <laughs> WWE by the day. Well, no, that's not. That's Sean, that is. The FTF <laughs> version. Though. <clears throat> uh, Kevin. As I didn't watch the show, I made a short list of bad endings so you can tell me how bad it was. Uh, Cedric is a janitor. Corbin's mid-card vortex winning everything. Seth versus Kofi interrupted by the bar. Retribution attacks Drew. Corbin joins Hurt Business. I think Cedric as a janitor is up there and Seth versus Kofi interrupted by the bar. But I'd put Shayna alongside all of those. Hmm. Um, start recording. What do you guys think would be more likely to win a singles title first? Chad Gable or Cedric Alexander? Uh, uh, probably Cedric. At least he's in the singles thing at the moment. Chad's in a tag team, so he's not winning any singles titles anytime soon. Mm. Uh, also, who are your early picks for Money in the Bank? I'd either say Cesaro, Owens, and maybe Nakamura. Yep, all SmackDown. Crikey. Brock Lesnar. Yeah, probably. Le yeah, yeah, maybe someone like him. Um, yeah, I don't know. Said, um, yeah, maybe I don't Raw doesn't have a mid card, so like it's hard to really pick one out. <laughs> yeah. Matthew 2998. WWE believe you can't boo a veteran. However, they recently released a veteran and Steve Cutler. <laughs> the booking in WWE is so bad and repetitive, I could miss three weeks of Raw and come back and still see the same matches. Some stupid punk. King of the Ring 98's Taker versus Mankind was the very first wrestling match I ever saw. Hot damn. That is a bad barometer to start with. I was eight in a hotel room and ordered close to $800 of pay-per-views <laughs> because I didn't know what pay-per-views were. But that match enthralled me from the moment I saw Mick climb the cage. Oh, my oh, parents, parents would have been... Hated. Oh, my God, my parents would have lost their minds. But I spent $800. I'm not sure my parents ever had $800. Uh, CJ Lily 56 Hi guys, I think the way to explain why Alexa has Bray's powers and he's not to be seen is Alexa was his apprentice and she took all his power at Wrestlemania so it makes sense in story she learned all of his tricks and destroyed him Remember I said earlier that we had that Patreon mailbag from the Alexa Bliss fan mm -hmm. That's CJ Lily right there Nice one uh, Well, I'm, I'm glad you can rationalise it I guess that does make sense I, hey. It's no good to me though it, it sort of doesn't, though, because The Fiend was still in the ring at the end of WrestleMania, and mm -hmm. Bray also cut a promo on the Raw after WrestleMania. Uh, do you want to do the poor review now? Got yeah, the poor Charles review Berg. up. 
it said uh, poor review is uh, so if you're new to this show uh, Charles decided not to talk about Raw and is send, sending pictures of dogs and reviews them instead it's called a poor review P-A-W um, Benner is an excellent red-nosed pit bull that has the biggest sweetheart ever she's nice to cats birds it? squirrels and oh, oh okay sorry you want the picture up now I um, see the dog uh, is an excellent red-nosed pit bull that is the biggest sweetheart ever. She's nice to cats, birds, squirrels, and any other critters. She also uh, she also allows puppies to jump all over her. Eleven out of ten. Nicknames: Be Banana Beans Boopaloop. Take care. Is take care. Boopaloop. Uh, why is? Can we have Banner back up, please? Uh, one second. Do 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 It looks like. Uh, Benna is sitting like a human, weirdly. <laughs> you know the way Benna's legs are yeah, at yeah, the back yeah. there? I see. Yeah, it's, just yeah, a bit, yeah. it's just a bit odd. Well, yeah, good dog. Good dog. Um, start recording, said a dream before where Alistair Black had multiple personality gimmick where a certain color represented his mood. He's Alistair Yellow if he's happy. <laughs> Alistair Red if he wants to fight. And Alistair Orange if he's doing comedy. That's great. It's like it could be his own spin-off children's books. I like, oh, I love that, yeah. As, and start recording also as my last Ultra Chat. How would you guys feel about an AEW version of the Hall of Pain gimmick for Mark Henry? I'd love that to be his last run. Uh, not really. It's You know, it's going back to something that will never be as good. Uh, also, he, I doubt he can go to the extent to make that work. Joshua Chetty, hey guys, I'm only ever watching WWE, but Raw's consistently terrible show has forced me towards AEW. Double or Nothing was my first time watching. I've fallen in love. Would you recommend watching Dynamite from the beginning? Also, how relevant is Dark Elevation? Going by Dynamite, not at all. I think you could watch Dynamite, not from the beginning. It's weirdly quite patchy for those first few months. Start watching it from, if you really want to go back, from the 2020 cruise ships episode and you can follow omega page all the way through that yeah i say that's a really good place to start um brett j rasmussen i know there's uh, this is a raw podcast but i've got to ask what you thought about last week's aew dynamite especially what you thought about andrade's debut also who'd win in a staring contest ollie or luke we now know that that would be a far more fun show than raw yeah i think people's reaction that it's the worst debut ever is quite an overstretch wasn't wasn't optimum though i thought no it wasn't great but like it was no. by like it's not the worst people were acting like it was the worst thing that's ever happened in like in debut history and i'm like they just came out and said hello it's not christian <laughs> it's not that bad bacon rasher says uh, on another great elevation page cage spotted that we spotted this week we had page <laughs> cage in a tag match no cage page in a singles match no cage no other cage or page no cage match can't wait for quizzlemania with cult have a nice day jam that jam jay gupta chatting with you guys allow me to take out my frustrations with this segment so thank you uh, i do recommend two matches for you on dark elevation this week Sheeta versus diamante and ethan page versus matt seidel amazing in-ring work in both thoughts on andrade in aew yeah good signing i just think you know AW's roster's a bit bloated right now. Yeah, that's what we were saying. It's funny enough, me and Denise mm. literally were talking about that on the Friday podcast and then he debuts on that episode. Yeah. Uh, Train 24 the best bosses I've ever had are the types who won't ask you to do something they wouldn't do. Ollie being the head of WrestleTalk and him still watching Raw makes him the best boss ever. I'd work for you. Thank you very much. Aren't I, Luke? 
You are a great boss, actually. Um, the, best, Bishop the best boss ever. Um, I mean, actually, going by the previous bosses I've had, yeah, you are the best boss I've ever had. Oh, cheers for the and qualifications. I've, and and, I've, and I've, I've actually had some pretty good bosses in the past as well, but you are the, the okay. best boss I've ever had. Okay. Bishop's Badass, want to give you guys some good news. I've battled depression and struggled for a long time finding my way in life. I found Rust Talk right before Luke joined and it changed my life. I've just had a son on Saturday and I named him Oliver Lucas after you two. Love you. What? Guys. That is oh my god! So, that's so lovely. That's such a heartwarming thing to read. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank and you. Congratulations! Bishop congratulations to you as well. Who's Lucas? Saying um... <laughs> so named my... named after me. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I think what Bishop Badass has done there is a very good move because Luke does not work as a good as a middle name. It doesn't work as a middle name. Why not? I don't know. Like I think it's, like middle name Jean Luc. Yeah, but that's L-U-C. <laughs> Phonetically. <laughs> Phonetically. Um, start recording. Non-Raw related. What a shame. Just wanted to know what your guys' favourite and least favourite uh, accents are outside of London. I'm from the West Midlands. And it's so funny when my American friend copies, copies me accents. Uh, oh, I mean, it's the Scouse accent is the best accent that this country has ever had. Cl closely followed by the Northeast accent, which is gorgeous. But yes, Scouse all the way. The Northwest is the best place in the United Kingdom. I think the worst accent is your hometown here, <laughs> uh, wherever you're from. Best accent. I like a Scandinavian accent for audiobooks. Uh, oh, I suppose it was outside of London. So yeah, so you mm. could have a, a Scandinavian one. There, there wasn't like, yeah, there wasn't qualified to just be within the UK. Good answer. Jonathan Hedman, good appropriate time of the day, my friend. Just finished with my rehab therapy. Now to, uh, uh, now to watch the rest of this and get back to work while dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. <laughs> Tyler Woodward, sorry, I want to give you a cheap plug to my YouTube channel, Last Fan Standing. We ranked all the NXT champions a few weeks ago. Finn Balor is the best of all time. What's yours and why? Jam that jam. Thanks for watching Raw. Love you guys. Bo Dallas. Um, yeah, Big E Langston. And Dean Barretton, um, good black and white film. Yojimbo, Kira Kurosawa's masterpiece. Kurosawa has a lot. The Yojimbo's great. There's plenty of others. Obviously, Seven Samurai, uh, Rashomon. You could just go into that man's back catalogue and watch all of them. Also, my uh, Rashomon is one of my is the sort of catalyst, one of my favourite Simpsons jokes of all time, which is when they're going over to Japan and Homer says, I don't want to go to Japan. I don't like it. And Marge says to him, but you really liked Rashomon. And he says, that's not how I remember it. <laughs> yes. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for joining us for this extra bumper crap edition of the Raw Review podcast. Uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> you know, maybe maybe next week will be the week it gets good. It's the go home episode for Helena Cell. That's not the week, is it? It's not going to be until the live the live fans are back. Like, I know Sean's like, you know, they've always got the excuse. And Sean is right. They've always got the excuse. Their current excuse is we're waiting until fans are back. Then it will be we're waiting till the draft. Then it will be we're waiting for Royal Rumble. Then it will be we're waiting for WrestleMania. Uh, what have we got coming up on the WrestleTalk podcast channel this week? 
hey, this week it's, it's, a, it's a pretty quiet week this week because we've got no pay-per-views or no AEW review, but it is the NXT podcast tomorrow with the intangibles. Then on Friday, it'll be me and Denise talking about all the latest news from the week. And then Pete and Tempest will be doing the SmackDown review on Saturday. And then, man, next week, you want to get subscribing now because next week, Monday, Pete and Tempest are reviewing TakeOver in your house. Tuesday, we're doing Raw. Wednesday, Pete and Tempest are doing NXT. Thursday, Pete and Tempest are taking on Laurie in Hell in a Cell Predictions. Friday, it's the magazine show with me and Denise. Saturday, Pete and Tempest are reviewing SmackDown. And then on Sunday, me, Tempest, Pete and Laurie will be doing live reactions to Hell in a Cell. And then on the Monday, me and Laurie are reviewing Hell in a Cell. I finished uh, season seven of Game of Thrones last night. So that's it, right? No, no, there's eight seasons. You got right? one more? Okay. Yeah, I got one more. Yeah, I kind of just like tried to forget the last, last one. Here's here's my Cliff Notes review. Hmm. Because I believe it's like a it's like a half season as well, isn't it? Series eight. So yeah. Less yeah. episodes. It's like um, six, seven episodes. Yeah, they've got a lot to do. They, they, there's mm-hmm. a lot to do in these six episodes, and Too I much. think I think there's probably not enough time. And yeah. I think the only person to blame in all of that is the uh, the showrunners who dicked around a lot in a lot of earlier seasons where they were just like <laughs> all the time in the world mm-hmm. to do this. Um, well, actually, you know what we could do? We can afford to have four or five episodes where nothing happens because we've got all the time in the world. And now, you know, that has come back to bite them on the ass. And they're like, oh, no, we've got two massive storylines that we've been building since episode one of series one. And we do not have enough time to pay off both of them. And I don't think either of them are going to have satisfying conclusions. It's a, it's a classic cram. They have, yeah. That it's what you said. That they were like, "Oh, let's let's go to the pub today," or "Oh, let's go and play some video games today." When you know your huge exam is three weeks in three weeks' time, and yeah, you just end up cramming the the two days before, and that it. Yeah, you've kind of hit the nail on the head there. I wouldn't. I wouldn't let George R R Martin off the hook. Because I'm sure they thought, oh, by the time we have caught up with the books, the books will be finished. And then we can, you know, carefully tell the story, the world he's created. Adapt a book from book to TV. That's how Mm. it's meant to be done. Uh, But no, George R.R. Martin still hasn't finished those books. He's got two left. It's never going to happen. Oh, my God, it's infuriating. I think that's probably because he's still reading like op-ed pieces or listening to podcasts like this that are hearing the complaints that people have made about the show and be like, right, well, I'm not going to do that. It's basically like what Zack Snyder got to do with the uh, mm-hmm. the Justice League cut. was like, well, all the audiences didn't like these bits, so I'm just not going to put those bits in. And I'm just going to reshoot some of this and make it so it looks like I always had the best vision of this. It's the first ever director's mulligan. Yeah, I potentially... I don't think that's the way Martin operates. <laughs> I think he's intentionally trying to frustrate the viewer slash reader. So uh, no, that this this is probably what he would have done anyway. <laughs> a very unsatisfying, rushed payoff where a lot of people die. Yeah, I mean, I, I uh, yeah, I mean, I'll... see, season seven 
Like I, I enjoyed a lot actually because it, you know, it was finally felt like stuff was happening. Um, all the characters yeah, like, get up for the first time and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Quite, that was quite cool. Yeah, and they get to go really far beyond the wall. There's some really cool set pieces. But yes, it is very, very rushed. Um, yeah, it gets so much worse. <laughs> like if you weren't yeah. enjoying season seven, season eight is is a is a very disheartening watch. I thought season seven was as fine as all the previous seasons. Mm-hmm. That 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 is sort of my my overarching <laughs> thoughts on it is that like that it has been the same level of good, um, pretty much throughout. When you finish this, mm-hmm. knowing that it's not going to get better, do you think you'll look back on this and go, "That was a, that was a, a good use of time," watching all of it? Um, well, I mean, it's it's made for good podcast material, mm. and I feel it's gotten over as a bit of a gimmick that I'm now watching the show. And it's actually been quite enjoyable to be the guy 10 years behind the curve. Um, um, or at least a few years behind the curve at the very least. Um, and, you know, it, it, it certainly fills some evenings. And I, I, what else was I going to do? Rewatch The Handmaid's Tale again. A bit bleak that. And there's mm. there's no other shows that I'm really, like, into watching at the moment. Like, my, my wife and I have started a Friends rewatch, but I'm not going to spend my evenings watching that. Yeah, that's, a, that's an afternoon view. Exactly, yeah. Which is also like that's what you know. That's where ER goes. ER is like a it's, a it's a lunchtime watch. So yeah, there's no like TV shows that I'm I'm watching at the moment. Master Chef's not on. Great British Menu's finished. What else would I have done with the time? Sass. That's what you need to watch. Sass on Channel Four. Uh, some people that? call it SAS. Oh right, you know okay. the SAS show where they take members like of the shows. public. Oh, it's so good. Are they mainly? Because Ant, whatever his name is, the he the the lead sass guy. Oh, he's a dreamboat. <laughs> is he now? Oh. And he's got a real intense voice. And he's gonna tell you to do this. Now you get out there, cadet. He he puts a he puts a big T on things. You wanna give me your armband? You haven't got what it takes. It's very it's enjoyable. <laughs> To, to watch of, from the comfort of a sofa while people lay face down in a very cold pond. They, they made them go and get attacked by tear gas on Sunday. By tear gas? Yeah, they had to stand in a room and, and free a hostage while tear gas was going off without their masks on. And people just started crying. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm surprised. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but not that, like that is not, like you're like. It, oh, it's a biological person. response. It's a biological response. No, no, no. They were they were emotionally crying. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Um. I mean, we'll, we'll quickly just round off on this, only because it's something that my wife mentioned while we were watching uh, Gots, as we call it in the house. Um, she, her fancy man in the show is uh, the wildling lads with the big ginger beards. Oh, uh, he's he's got a uh, he's got a, like an Icelandic or Scandinavian yeah. name. Yeah, the the one that isn't Mance Raider, um, the other one. Yeah, yeah, John John. He wants to have sex with everything, but you know that yeah, that's yeah. quite vague to to describe <laughs> the characters in Game of Thrones. We have also noticed as well because like we're watching on now TV, so it's got like the Sky Atlantic bumper at the start, which mm-hmm. has always got like the warnings of like this show contains explicit language, scenes of graphic violence, um, sex hasn't been mentioned in a long time. 
it's basically just like in the last couple of seasons, it's just been like, there's no time for it. They're just going to have to drop <laughs> a few C-bombs and that's what we're going to warn you about. Um, Not even but a that's prosy. <laughs> no, that's that. They've that's always got time for a prosy. And she asked me, like, who's your fancy lady in the show? And I don't mm. think I know who it is. And then I just sort of paused and I went, I think it's Gilly. And I was, I was the only name I could think of. Get Samwise's wildling <laughs> girlfriend. Samwise. Yeah, it's the only one I could really think of as my fancy lady. Oh, Luke. There is. <laughs> there is a lot of got totty in that show. <laughs> it's, fa- it's famously naked. It's famously yeah, naked for women. Right, yeah. But like, it's, I mean, it's, they're not my cup Freaking of tea. Targaryen. What's her name? Margaret, Daenerys. not Margaret. No, no, sorry, <laughs> the name's mixed up. Margaret Targaryen. <laughs> no, the, the the person who married uh, uh, the other, the one who's not Joffrey. I think she was betrothed to Joffrey at one point. Highgarden is the base. Oh, Natalie Dormer. Their... Natalie Dormer. Yeah. There you go. She's from from House Tully, right? Mm. No. Yeah. No, she's no. from. No, she's not from Tully's. Uh, but what it's it's high we've got a show to do in a minute <laughs> I what was her house name high garden game of thrones that's where they live the, the ty- tyrells uh, yeah tyrells yeah tyrell tyrell crisps is it marjorie tyrell yeah something like that i was close with margaret <laughs> margaret, margaret targaryen that's that season that comes out in season eight <laughs> Oh, we got a show to do. So thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. Pete and Tempest will be doing the NXT review. Take care, everyone. I love you. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 